Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host today, joined by Andrew, the diabetic dynamo dope. Yes. Andrew, how are you doing today, man? I am so happy. So happy? Week Why one, are you so happy? Week one is done. It was so much fun. That <laughs> rhymed. Not intentional. It was great. It was oh, it was everything I hoped and dreamed of. Yeah, no, it was it was a great week one. Um, I'm really glad I'm a Packer fan. So started week one with a win, but you know, I don't I don't really think other than the Dol- other than the Dolphins, there wasn't really a team that I was embarrassed for. <laughs> there, there's the couple I have in mind. We'll, we'll go okay. over that. There's All some right. that I I wouldn't want to be a fan of right now. <laughs> okay well i'm sure that's hopefully that's a short list uh i do want to remind everybody usually our podcast is hosted by brendan pika but he's still recovering from his wisdom teeth surgery so bless his heart we wish him well and hopefully we'll we'll have him back here soon uh so some breaking news not so much breaking but important news is antonio brown signed with the patriots which yeah. is i mean it, it was a punchline for a while but it we- actually kind happened. of predicted that we kind of predicted that last episode when we were talking about antonio brown so yeah no and i wasn't serious at all so i was i was I purely was. just speculating yeah andrew knew 100 uh, so going into fantasy football how that ties into fantasy football that's huge i mean that affects not only all the patriot players but antonio brown obviously so do you think it's a, a good thing for his value yeah, I mean, he's upgrading quarterbacks. He's got Tom Brady throwing to him instead of Derek Carr. So I think that's good for, for Antonio Brown. Not so good for, you know, Julian Edelman or Josh Gordon, but could be. Could be, but I like it. I like Antonio Brown. I I guess I won't say I like him on the Patriots just from a football fan perspective, <laughs> but from a Antonio Brown owner perspective, I love it. Yeah, no, I, I'm really curious to see how he does. Um, I'll be honest, if I had Antonio Brown on any of my teams, I'd be tempted to trade him. I, I'd want to see I'm what nervous. people I'd want to see what people would offer me. He'll be great. I mean, he's he's such a good player that if he gets the ball in his hands, he'll make great things happen. I'm just worried about his target share. So with Oakland, you, you knew he was gonna be heavily, heavily involved. With yeah. the Patriots, I mean he's there's a lot of mouths to feed. And the Patriots are notorious for, you know, keeping you guessing, whether it be with their running backs or receivers. You know, I'm I'm confident they'll keep him involved, but really to what extent? So I'd hold on to him, obviously. I wouldn't be panicking. Mm-hmm. This is I think this is honestly I feel the same way with him with the Patriots as I do with the Raiders. I think he's still gonna have that level of value. Yeah, you just gotta see what's gonna happen. So yeah, and then, yeah, no, I think that uh, that sums that up. Uh, do you want to talk yeah. about the Demarius Thomas news? Demarius Thomas is gone. He's off the Patriots. Patriots traded him to the New York Jets for a 2021 sixth-round pick. So that's one less mouth to feed, if you will. So, <laughs> you know, a little better for uh, Antonio Brown. Not much, though. That's That doesn't change too much from a fantasy perspective unless you own Demarius Thomas. so Yeah, and I don't even think that matters for the Jets. I don't see Demarius yeah. Thomas overtaking anybody. I mean, maybe a third receiver, but I think Quincy Nuwa is ahead of him, and mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson is definitely ahead of him. Crowder's so we'll there, too. 
Crowder's there too. Can't forget about him. Oh gosh, yeah, Crowder. So we'll see. Keep an eye on him. But if for whatever reason he's on my team, I'd feel comfortable dropping him. But keep an eye on him. We'll see how how it shakes out. Uh, so going into a week one recap, let's start with the Tennessee Titans against the Cleveland Browns. You know, yeah. I think the biggest takeaway is I was shocked with how good the Titans looked. You know, Mariota kept his head on straight and their defense mm-hmm. shined. Um, gosh, yeah, no, the Titans had five sacks and three interceptions. Um, yeah, they had a few players step up, but really, I think the biggest story is the Browns did not look good at all. They were bad they were rough to watch so i guess i'm officially off the uh the hype train. <laughs> until they're until i score a lot then you're back on yeah you'll catch me out outside burning my my uh jerseys <laughs> yeah no yeah down but yeah, set, yeah set great players like you said delaney walker five receptions 55 yards two touchdowns he looked pretty good uh derrick henry also looked really good 84 rushing yards and a touchdown also had one reception for 75 yards and a touchdown. So very good performance for the Titans. Yeah, this was a really, really great performance for Derrick Henry. And I think this is pretty close to the best case scenario for Henry. Um, That screen pass he took for the touchdown was exceptional. I mean, that that was a great play. I would not count on that every week. So I think think he showed he's better than people expected. I think he's a solid top-tier RB2 in this system. You know, they really did involve him. Deion Lewis didn't account for much at all. They really did run it through Derrick Henry, which I think is a, a recipe for success for the Titans. Um, I think they will be more pass, pass uh, lighter on the passing front than they have yeah, been AJ previously. A.J. Brown looked good. Yeah, A.J. Brown, he did look good. Only three receptions, though. He did get yeah. over 100 yards. I don't think that's something he can keep up. I agree. It's going to be the Derrick Henry show. Yeah, a lot of people are asking if they should pick up A.J. Brown. You know, he's a rookie to keep an eye on. I I don't have the highest of hopes for him. Like I said, I do think they're going to be a lot more run-heavy because they don't trust Mm -hmm. Marcus Mariota. But, no, keep your eye on him. You know, I wouldn't be offended if you put in a low waiver claim for him. But no, he's he looks good. That certainly boosts Marcus Mariota's value. But other than him, I think Delaney Walker is the only other option on the team that I'm interested in. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, so for some reason he's on your waiver wire. Make sure you pick him up. He did demonstrate his value. I don't think he'll get two touchdowns every week, but he showed he's clearly involved and he's still got juice. Yeah, he's going to be a big target. Now, on the other hand, let's yeah. uh, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, the Browns looked really undisciplined. I think their biggest issue was Mayfield seemed like he was trying to play hero ball. Like he wanted yeah. to you know, very Brett Favre-like. <laughs> he did kind of play like Brett Favre. I'm not going to lie. Three yes. interceptions, 285 yards on touchdown. That's that's some Brett Favre stats right there. Okay, that's offensive. But no, oh, I... Yeah, I mean, it's true. <laughs> yeah, moving away from that because I'm offended. Uh, Baker Mayfield, that that's a huge storyline. They really were kind of the golden boys going into the season, and he really underperformed. Um, he tried to force too many throws, made poor decisions. The offense clearly has a lot of amazing pieces, and they, they did look, the pieces when they got the ball, they looked solid. You know, Nick Chubb had 85 yards. You know, that wasn't the stat line people were hoping for, but he's still a top-tier running back one. Um Odell Beckham Jr., 
not a very sexy stat line. He was nope. still heavily involved. I mean, he had seven receptions. And, you know, when you saw him with the ball, he was still the same old Odell Beckham Jr. I know he had some injury concerns going into the week, but still looked sharp. David Njoku, you saw the danger he could do. Uh, he scored a touchdown. I do think he's a, a lower tier of tight end, but, you know, he's going to get the opportunities and he can make good things happen. Yeah, and he did a cool touchdown dance. So I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> if they were but, fantasy points for that, he'd be oh, way up in my ranks. He'd be way up there. Probably be leading the league. But, yeah, it you know, not much else to say about the Browns. They kind of struggled with penalties and all that. Hopefully this isn't the Cleveland Browns this season. I hope they can step their game up a little bit because I want them to do good. Everyone wants them to do good. Yeah, no, truly, I do too. Um, I think the the biggest takeaway for fantasy is don't panic. You know, don't yeah. panic just because Nick Chubb didn't have a, a great game. Don't panic. You know, he's you picked him for a reason. Don't try to sell him off in a fire sale after week one. Same thing with Baker. You know, there's upside is still there. He still has the same weapons. You know, maybe they're just shaking off the rust from, you know, the preseason. I believe in them. <clears throat> I think they're yeah. going to finish strong. So don't panic. Absolutely. All right, let's move on. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, 59, beats Miami Dolphins, 10. 59 to 10. Couldn't have worded that worse. Uh, let's talk about Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean, before we get into the Ravens, I think he worded it as well as the Dolphins played. Oh, snap. That was yeah. funny. Yep, starting that with the burn. No, like you said, yep. the Ravens were phenomenal. Jackson, oh, I, I, I could not believe I Lamar him. Jackson was as good as he. You know, I was a, I was a big critic of him going into the season. Uh, one of my main critiques was, can he throw? Can you know, he throw? obviously yep. has that value as a runner, but, you know, can he get it done in the air? And after his, after the game in his press conference, he, he said, pretty, not too yep. bad for a running back. Not too bad for a running back. I awesome. laughed so hard. That's, that's some swag. So I'm a believer. I mean, granted, the Dolphins were just horrendous and awful oh, in every man. facet of the game. But Lamar yeah. Jackson proved he could make the throws. Uh, granted, once again, Dolphins, so different rating scale. But I'm a believer. You know, I think he's at least a maybe a top six quarterback week in, week out with the rushing and the throwing. You know, I 324 passing yards and five touchdowns. And he only ran for six rushing yards. He, pr- he proved to me in week one that he can do it. He can pass. He's accurate. It's it's going to be an amazing season for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. I, I've i been hyped about him this entire offseason, and I'm so happy that he did well the first game. Yeah. Um, Mark Ingram, 107 yards, two touchdowns. You know, this was, this was part of the baked-in equation with his fantasy value. You know, you didn't quite know what he was going to be able to do, how they were going to mix up the running backs. It's the Ingram show. You know, they really worked him, and Baltimore has a history of really productive running backs. I think Ingram's a top-flight uh, running back this season. Once again, he had a great week. I wouldn't expect two touchdowns every week. He doesn't always yeah. face the Dolphins. But, you know, I think he played better than anybody expected. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He was great. Uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, the rookie, four receptions, 147 yards, two touchdowns, couple good uh, good passes there from Lamar Jackson. Is he a guy to pick up in your league right now if he's available? 
I do not want to come across as a wet blanket. I know I'm getting that reputation. I thought they were great plays, great catches. Marquise Brown absolutely has talent. Um, I would not... There's other people I'm prioritizing on the waiver wire than Marquise Brown. Wow. That's I don't want a little wanna... awkward because I already picked him up, but yeah, I, I, you know, he's, he can do very well. He's a super speedy guy. And in today's NFL, the speedy players are who gets it done. I mean, you see it with Tyreek, you know, we'll talk about Deshaun Jackson, a very similar stat line, you know, temper your expectations. I would absolutely pick him up if he's off, if he's on waivers, you know, he's somebody you want on your team. He's only going to get better. I mean, he's a rookie. And Lamar Jackson is, if this is a show of it, he's only going to get better. So definitely keep your eye on him. Pick him up if you have the spot. I do not expect this very frequently. I don't think this is going to be a very common occurrence for Brown. But, you know, if he's the number one receiver on this team, there's value there. You know, Willie Sneed got a touchdown. I think that's fluky. I would not consider that a normal thing. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, so I'm a fan. You know, I know you are a huge fan of just the Ravens as a whole. I I don't think I talked about it enough on the podcast, how much I love this Ravens team. And now I'm talking about it a lot, and it seems like I'm just hopping on the bandwagon train. But, oh, well, whatever. Yeah. It's so fun to watch them play. They got great players. But, again, like you said, they're not going to play the Dolphins every week. Um, You got Mark Andrews. He had a great performance. Eight receptions, 108 yards, and a touchdown, which was actually passed by RG3, who came in the game. But, you know, it that was, that was a very good game for Mark Andrews. I'm not going to expect that every week from him, but it's good to know that he is a solid target to throw to. Yeah, and he was a sleeper of ours going into the season. He's mm-hmm. he's one of those tight ends where he's involved. You know, if you don't have one of the elite options, you just want somebody who catches the ball a lot and who's who's targeted that's mark andrews he's athletic enough to get it done like you said this is going to be on the high end of what he's capable of but no i'm a believer he was a sleeper of ours and i think if you're looking for a tight end or you're disappointed with your current one you could do worse uh going on to the other side of the ball with the dolphins oh boy uh, there's literally nothing on this team i want going into the week the only people i were i was kind of interested in was Kenyon Drake and uh, Balaj, but mm-hmm. not, not even that. I I want to yeah. see how it shakes out before there's anybody I'd touch with a 10-foot stick. I agree. Kenyon Drake had only 12 rushing yards, two receptions for 15 yards, and Balaj got negative points in fantasy. <laughs> that, was, that was not good. That was a, not a good performance for the Dolphins, but that's something that you kind of – need to expect every week from the Dolphins, you know? They're not a good team. If you look at our predictions on our website, all three of us predicted 0-16 for the Dolphins. Yeah, they're they're tanking on purpose, and they might get a win. I don't know who it's going to be against, but there's nobody on this team I, I would want. Um, yeah, next up we have the Kansas City Chiefs against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. A really exciting game, um, both because game. people were fighting. And because the Chiefs kept it up. You know, there are a lot of people saying, can the Chiefs do it again? Yup, <laughs> they can. They, they can, and they can without their best wide receiver. Right. Yeah. And they can without their running back that they had last year. Yeah. It was great. 
they make it happen. So on this chief side of the ball, Patrick Mahomes kept it up. Don't I mean mm-hmm. we don't even need to talk about him. He's the number one option. Yeah, he's great. The big story is Sammy Watkins. You know, I he's my fantasy football kryptonite. I've been burned by this guy. I just keep loving him. And every once in a while he throws you a bone like this, and you're like, Oh, that's why he it's was amazing. picked ahead of Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> Did you pick him over Odell Beckham Jr.? No, no, but the Buffalo Bills did in the draft. Yeah, I'm yep. saying, would you pick him over Odell Beckham <laughs> no, Jr.? No, time? no, I would not. Okay. Um, okay. I think he's he has a huge opportunity, obviously, with Tyreek Hill being gone. I would not expect three touchdowns and 200 yards every week. But, you know, if, if Hill's gone, he's a top 12 wide receiver. The opportunity yeah. with Mahomes is, is too great. So... Yeah, he's locked and loaded as a wide receiver one if you've got him. Yep, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, a couple other notable mentions. Kelsey, three receptions, 88 yards. Pretty solid performance from him. That's your average Travis Kelsey game. Um, not much of a run game. Damian Williams got 26 yards and a touchdown. LaShawn McCoy ran for 81 yards. Nothing too big there. <clears throat> it was really Mahomes and Watkins. Well, in, in the running game... That was pretty icky. Uh, people are not yeah. going to be too pleased with that. They were drafting Damian Williams to be, you know, a superstar. You know, they going into the season, you, you were thinking he was going to be. Well, you and I were thinking he was going to be the, the lead back for them. He's the guy. And yeah, he still is technically, but Lashawn McCoy was way more involved than I think anybody expected, and he mm-hmm. still showed he's still good. <laughs> you know, with the Bills, he kind of lost lost some of his luster, but he showed he's still capable. This is more of a timeshare than I would have hoped for, but Damien Damien Williams is still the number one. I would start Damien over LaShawn McCoy, but now Damien's yeah. more of a running back two than a running back one, like we had hoped. I agree. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's talk about that. Yeah, very sad game for the for the Jaguars. Yeah. Um, you know, most notable. So good. Yeah, they were looking good, but Nick Foles got hurt on his touchdown throw. Broken clavicle. He's going to be out for a while. He's an IR. And now it's a rookie. Yeah. It is what? Gardner, <laughs> Gardner Minshew. Minshew. Buckle up. One of the best names I've ever read <laughs> in my life. Gardner Minshew. Yeah. I love it. So, I mean, the Jaguars are pretty limited in what their upside is with a guy like Minshew. He was way better than I think anybody expected. He looked better than oh, Bortles, yeah. which is saying something. Um yep. This is just, in my opinion, sixth round pick. Yeah, this is just going to make Fournette even more valuable. You know, he had he didn't have a great fantasy football day. Sixty six yards rushing and six Mm -hmm. targets for four receptions and twenty eight yards. That's not great. They were down almost the entire game. Uphill battle. I think Fournette is going to be a lot better moving forward. So don't panic, sell. Don't don't panic at all. I think he's going to be great. So settle the kettle on Leonard Fournette. Good things are ahead. And now that Nick Foles is gone, they're going to have to funnel the offense through him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Minshew's someone to keep an eye on. I wouldn't pick him up yet. He did have a pretty decent game, 275 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Jacksonville wide receivers look pretty good. Uh, DJ Chark, another great name. 146 <laughs> yards, a touchdown. Chris Conley, 97 yards and a touchdown. D.D. <laughs> Westbrook, 30 yards and a touchdown. They kind of split up you know, the, the touchdowns among the wide receivers. Yeah, no, they really did. Um, the only person r- truly that I'm 
still intrigued in is D.D. Westbrook. Uh, I know DJ Shark had a really good stat line. You know, he only had four receptions. Chris Conley, he was more involved than I expected, but I still kind of have him on the back burner. I think D.D. Westbrook is the only one you'd really want to roster right now until we see how Minshew kind of ends up. I would agree with that statement as well. Yeah, any other surprises you feel from this game? Uh, just the punch from Miles Jack, but that's about it. <laughs> uh, we don't need to talk about that. Moving on. Buffalo Bills beating the New York Jets 17-16. to Yeah, I don't want to brag, but uh, I'm pretty sure I predicted this one correctly because I am a fan of the Bills. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure I recalled you yelling J-E-T-S Jets. That's just because I like the chant. Uh, no, I love the Bills this year. You know, they have a really fun underdog vibe to them for the first time in a while. Yeah. Uh, they have, they've got some swagger. I'm excited. It's it's just, it's just it's a really young team, and they're trying to be good for the first time in a while, and they're playing like they don't have anything to lose, which is the truth. Uh, you know, the Jets were a lot more clumsy than I expected. Yeah, no, I think I think the first thing we need to break down on the Bills, Josh Allen is not the best quarterback. He's no. not the most talented quarterback, but he's able to make things happen. He has a huge arm and he rushes the ball, which which makes him inherently valuable. You know, I wouldn't start him over a Matt Ryan. I wouldn't start him over Cam Newton. But once we go to the bye weeks, he's somebody I'm definitely eyeing up. Uh, you know, he elevates the entire team. So when it comes to his wide receivers, you know, I'm a huge fan of John Brown. Is there anybody else receivers that you'd be interested in? Um, not really. I didn't see much of a performance from Cole Beasley. He was some, someone that I was keeping an eye on, but he, Cole Beasley just didn't have that good of a performance. So yeah, yeah. He had John a bad Brown, drop. Really the only one. Yeah. And honestly, I'm a huge fan of John Brown. You know, he was a sleeper of mine going into the season. You've seen glimpses of what he can do in the past and just a mix of, you know, health and other issues. He has, he's never really been able to step into that focal point role, but he looked so good in week one. He had 10 targets, so heavily involved, seven receptions for 123 yards and a touchdown. And that's what Josh Allen can do. He has a huge arm, and John Brown is freaky fast. He's got great routes, and he's fast. So I think you can expect a lot more of this moving forward. I have him kind of slotted in as a wide receiver three, wide receiver four right now. But if he continues to be this involved, I think great things are going to happen. Definitely stash him. If he's available, you want him on your team. And I'd be tempted to start him. I mean, I have him starting in really? a couple of my leagues this week. Really? So you like John Brown over Marquise Brown? Yes. Yep. No, okay. it's just the involvement. I, I'm flipped. I'm flipped. I like I like Hollywood better. I think Hollywood is a very talented person. But, you know, they're not facing the Dolphins every week. And John Brown's more involved. So between the more opportunities, uh, I completely see your argument. Just yeah. agree to disagree, my man. Absolutely. Uh, Devin Singletary, is is he legit? Is he is he good? Yeah, I think he's the real deal. Um, of the three running backs, he was he clearly looked like he was the best one. He looked the best. And, and he's not really that exceptional of an athlete. He just has really good vision. You know, he had four rushing attempts for 70 yards and five receptions for 28 yards. So he was involved in the passing game. He came down with with his targets in the passing game. And like I said, four rushing yards for 
or four rushing attempts for 70 rushing yards. That's an outlier. I mean, it, you can't break down the yeah. yards per carry without being ridiculous. But he had he showed so much better than Frank Gore, and he looked worlds better than TJ Yeldon. Absolutely. You know, he's going to keep getting more work. They're still going to ease him in since he's a rookie. But I, he's the only running back on this team that I have on my that that I would keep on my bench um, and see how it evolves. You know, I'm not quite sure how great the Bills will be this year, but mm-hmm. you know, if they do take that step forward, Devin Singletary, if he's the if he's the lead back for an NFL team, that's valuable. So if he's on if he's on waiver wires, make sure you pick him up. I think he could have real value. You know, by week six, week seven. Yeah, I agree. We both like this guy a lot. Uh, New York Jets. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about Lev Bell. Yeah. Ooh, he's Ooh. back. You know, that was a really ugly game for the Jets. I, I had pretty high hopes, especially in a what I would consider to be a pretty favorable matchup against the Bills. The Bills do have a really good defense, but since they're division rivals, I thought they'd be able to pick them apart a little easier. Uh, obviously, the Jets defense started out hot with a pick six and the safety. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold struggled. He only threw for 175 yards and a touchdown. I think he's better than that. You know, I, I think he was just really thrown for a loop. You know, I think they'll be taking steps forward. The Bills have a really good defense with Trojavius White and other key players. So, you know, Robbie Anderson, he was a huge miss. You know, I, oh, man. I oh, want to break. I did call him out for being someone I'm not starting. That turned out to be the right call. He was questionable and went up against Tredavious White. So he he pooped the bed pretty bad. But Jameson Crowder, you know, he led the league in receptions with 14, and he had 99 yards. Once Robbie's back, I don't expect him to have the same impact. But, you know, there's options in the passing game. And like you were alluding to, Le'Veon Bell, welcome back. Oh, man, that was fun. Did you see his touchdown celebration? He was so excited. <laughs> oh, it just made me smile. He was jumping for joy. Yeah. yeah he had a good game. 60 yards, uh, 60 rushing yards, I should say. Six receptions for 32 yards and a receiving touchdown. Also got that two-point conversion in there as well. Right, and he looked good. You know, he he was involved. You know, he wasn't splitting time with Ty Montgomery like I was afraid of. I think Le'Veon Bell is a clear running back one. And yeah, he's locked and loaded in your in your lineups. You don't need to worry about him. Yeah, absolutely. Proved that uh, that he's still good. Still uh, got anyone it. else? Anyone else we want to talk about? No, I think that sums it up. We can yeah. move into the Indianapolis Colts falling short to the L.A. Chargers in overtime. I think my biggest takeaway was the Colts still look really good without luck. I was so surprised. I'm yeah, really surprised. Yeah, I really was too. The Chargers are a good team. You know, I, I really didn't expect that much, but mm-hmm. you know, Adam Vinatieri lost the game for them. You know, they they yeah. would have won if he would have connected on either the extra points uh, or the field goals he whiffed field on. Goals, exactly. Jacoby Brissett, it wasn't. He, all of his throws were pretty short. He didn't really test the downfield throw very often, um, but he showed he's more than capable. Marlon Mack was dominant with 174 yards and a touchdown. He killed it. Yeah, he killed Absolutely it. Absolutely killed it. Yeah, and once again, against a really good team. So I, I was worried about how he would perform. But no, he's stellar. I, he's locked in as a player in my roster. Yeah, I think he proved all the doubters wrong. And I think he can keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, uh, Jacoby Brissett 
played it a little safe, but it worked out for him. 190 yards, two touchdowns, both touchdowns to T.Y. Hilton, who uh, caught eight balls for 87 yards. That was a nice performance by T.Y. as well. Yeah, no, T.Y. played great. And really watching the film, on one of his touchdowns, you know, you could write that up on bad coverage. Um, still, he caught it, so props, prop, uh, props to him. But yeah. on his other touchdown, he outworked the defense. You know, he made it happen himself. It wasn't a beautiful Jacoby throw, and it wasn't him getting lucky. It was him running around like a crazy person. So props to T.Y. Hilton for being a fast little bugger that really can fight back. So he blew away my expectations. Um, I was really hands-off this Colts offense until I saw a little bit a little bit more about what they could be and they delivered you know they they really show that they are still a competent offense I am worried about the tight ends you know Eric Ebron had a classic drop in the end zone um, and they do like to share it between Doyle Ebron and I'm afraid of uh, of Cox you know Mo Alley Cox so mm-hmm. you know they'll 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 all be pretty heavily involved. You know, Eric Ebron was targeted. So if you do have to roster one of them, I'd recommend it be Ebron. But prepare for a little bit of a roller coaster with that. Yeah, we're we're all watching the Colts, kind of seeing how well they can do within the next couple weeks. Um, do you like T.Y. Hilton more after the news of Devin Funches uh, breaking his collarbone? Is yeah. he going to get more targets? Oh, it doesn't make a difference to me. I, I really don't care. Um, I do care for Devin Funches. I hope he feels better. Yeah, but absolutely. I don't think that has any effect on T.Y. They're going to bring on Deion Kane. Or they just bring out any other receiver and just give him those okay. targets. Funches wasn't all that featured anyway, so I think it's unaffected. All right. Uh, moving on, we got probably the most disappointing game of, well, we of should go back week. to the Chargers. Um, oh, yes, absolutely. We yeah. forgot about the Chargers. Can't forget about them. You forgot about the Chargers. I forgot about the Chargers. <laughs> I was so excited to talk just, about the next game. Just like San about. Diego. <laughs> oh. Man, you're on fire today. I know. I'm sorry. Man. Uh, yeah, Chargers. I, I really like the Chargers. They're a really great yeah. offense. Phillip Rivers shows he's more than capable with 333 yards and three touchdowns. You know, I think the highlight of the team was Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, yeah, absolutely. Gordon, who, man? If I was Gordon, Gordon I would be who. driving into work right now, saying, "Please take me back." Yep. Uh, he was great. You know, he he performed fantastically. I was expecting more of a timeshare between him and Justin Jackson, but gosh, with this performance, how can you turn away from Eckler? You know, when he exactly. gets space, yeah. he is a great player. You know, I. He's no Gordon, um, but he's definitely capable. And if you have him on your team, you should be really excited about him. Yeah, and we we talked about this uh, in the in the previous podcast. We knew that this game was going to be a test to see who the Chargers like better between Eckler and um, I'm forgetting his name, Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson. Yeah, it was it was all going to be about who's better, Eckler or Justin Jackson. Eckler's the guy. I mean, Justin Jackson's still going to get a ton of touches, but they both, I think to me, they both proved that, that they don't need Melvin Gordon. They can, they can carry this team to the playoffs. Yeah, no. And, and they look like a playoff team. Uh, I do want to point out, obviously Keenan Allen was a superstar. 
Hunter Henry, he had five targets for 60 yards. You know, that's the tight end landscape. Um, if he gets a touchdown, you're really happy with his performance. He didn't get a touchdown, so you're less than thrilled. But he was involved, just kind of hold out for better days. Uh, I do want to point out Mike Williams. Hugely disappointing game from him. Uh, three yeah. targets for 29 yards. A lot of people were really excited for him. Um, and I was excited to see what he could do. I was worried what Hunter Henry was going to do. Um, you know, I feel like Mike Williams' upside lies in the red zone. He's that huge body. But that's also what Hunter Henry brings to the table. So I don't think this is indicative of, you know, his season. But Mike Williams, really bad week one. I think he'll get better. You know, I don't think he'll be a superstar. I don't think he's going to be somebody you put in your lineup and feel really good about. But I think he'll definitely be usable moving forward. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, they didn't. I guess they really didn't need any big guys in the red zone because they got Eckler. Yeah, three touchdowns. Who need? Who needs? Who needs to throw the ball? Yeah, we've got a Hulk, Austin Eckler. We got a Hulk, exactly. Uh, the game you were so excited for, you yeah. skipped over the Chargers. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers against the New England Patriots. This is probably one of the saddest games. This was really sad for Pittsburgh. It wasn't that I was excited. Is it was I was just extremely disappointed (laughs) because it was the game that I was fired up for, and it was just so bad to watch. It was the womp womp game of the week. Yeah, Uh, gotta get that sound effect for the next episode. So let's just start with the New England Patriots because they're more exciting right now. Uh, Tom Brady, I don't know what he puts in his water, but still a champion. Uh, The the air game was awesome. You know, Philip Dorsett Mm -hmm. torched the Steelers. Josh Gordon, still fantastic at football. Edelman was involved, had 83 yards. You'd like to have a touchdown there, but, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. All of his passing options were phenomenal. You know, he, he yeah. really did make it happen. I think Philip Dorsett's was the flukiest. You know, he is, you know, a really quick guy. And like we've been saying, this podcast is speed is really killing it in the NFL right now. Uh, teams are really featuring their, their speedsters. I don't think Dorsett will do this very often. He'll have splash games like this one, but I wouldn't project this moving forward for him. I think he, his performance was an outlier. I think yeah, the biggest, I agree with that. Yeah, and I think the biggest question on the Patriots is the running game. You know, like this awesome stat you found, you know, Burkhead led with 44 yards, five receptions for 41 yards. James White only had 26 yards uh, on the ground and 56 through the air. And Sonny Michel pooped the bed with 14 yards. Only 14 rushing yards for Michelle. I thought it was going to be the opposite way around. Yeah. I thought Michelle was going to get the ball the most. James White will get most of the passes. Burkhead, two touches. But I was in disbelief. Well, and that's the Patriots. You know, next next week, there's a really good chance where, you know, Sonny Michelle gets three touchdowns and 150 yards. So, you know, that's just the way the Patriots operate. When you drafted Michelle, you knew that. I was not expecting Burkhead to be as involved as he was or as productive. James White's pretty reliable, so I think you can expect that moving forward. But, yeah. you know, I expect Michelle and Burkhead to flip-flop moving forward. I think Michelle is a more talented running back. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that sums up the Patriots. We're avoiding the tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Gronk might come back week 14, which would just be hilarious. Uh, that, <laughs> According to Barstool Sports. Yeah, that just wouldn't be fun for the rest of the NFL. But, 
that'd be exciting. But in the meantime, I'm not messing with the tight ends. We'll see how the rest of it shakes out. Gotta love the Patriots. Yeah, well, do you? Do you need to love the Patriots? Oh, I said that sarcastically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steelers. <laughs> Three uh, points. Talk about... What? Just, what's the, uh, what the meme with crying Michael Jordan? Oh, uh, man, yeah. I think that That's... sums it up. You know, they were they were excited to go out and prove that they didn't need Antonio Brown. Ugh. Yeah, that was that was an ugly game. It was so bad. You know, Bill Belichick is so good at shutting down Mike Tomlin. Uh, bless his heart. I really like Mike Tomlin, but Belichick just has his number. You know, Big Ben only had 276 yards and an interception. You know, I think the, the biggest takeaway was the run game. It fell apart. You know, James Conner only had 21 rushing yards and 44 passing yards. Yeah, that's not what you drafted him to do. Granted, uh, it was a terrible game. You know, don't panic. It was week one against the Patriots. So I expect him to have positive regression towards what you saw him do last year. But that's concerning. You know, they, they really didn't utilize him the way that he was. Yeah, and Juju looked like the only okay player out there. Six receptions for 78 yards. It was a tough matchup. But you should expect more from Juju in the next couple weeks. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like I said in our preview, the Patriots are really good at limiting the best players. And that's what they did. You know, they limited Connor and they limited Juju and they suffered for it. The Steelers looked awful. They looked confused and they just got outplayed. So I would expect much bigger things moving forward. Vance McDonald, uh, he disappeared. He was not a huge factor in this game. Yeah. Two, two receptions, 40 yards. Right. I think that's just a matter of the matchup. I do expect better things for him. The whole offense was out of sync. I'm really excited to see them play next week so we can kind of get a better understanding of the Steelers offense than 2018. Into the night. 2019. (laughs) We're going back. Oh, man. If only Brown was back. Uh, Yeah, I think that sums it up from from those teams. Uh, Anybody else you want to bring up? No. It was a bad game. It's just a bad game. <laughs> yeah, it was just, a bad game. I just want a better performance from the Steelers. Yeah, or take, anyone that goes against the Patriots. Yeah, uh, Steelers no take the L and come back stronger next time. Oh please. You know, next up was a pretty interesting game. This one happened Monday night. Uh, Denver Broncos oh. against the Oakland Raiders. You know that turned out a lot better than I expected. You know, I I did, you know, expect the Raiders to win this game. I'm not very high in the Broncos this year. But the Raiders played really well without Antonio Brown. You know, everybody was watching Antonio them. Antonio who? <laughs> Very clever. Got him. Uh, no, everybody I totally was... didn't write that in the notes at all. <laughs> I certainly don't see it. Um, uh, no, they really showed people that even without Antonio, they're a formidable team. And much of that was on the back of Josh Jacobs. That was amazing to watch. Uh, Raiders win 24-16, by the way. Josh Jacobs getting two touchdowns. That was fun. Yeah, no, he looked great. That was a performance by him. Yeah, and awesome stat. Thank you to Andrew. Uh, Josh Jacobs is the first player to get 100 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns in his rookie debut since LaDainian Tomlinson in 2001. Legend. So that's that's pretty good company. If he can keep that up, you know, I think all the Josh Jacobs owners will be pretty happy with that. Yeah, there's a lot of questions on 
can he carry the load? We were talking about that last episode. I, I This could be a fluke, but I, I think it proves that he can. I mean, it was against the Broncos' defense, which, to be fair, they do have some good players, but I think he's legit. I think he can do it. Yeah, I don't think it was a fluke either. I think he is too legit to quit, in the words of Hot Rod. Uh, Derek Carr did fine. You know, this is kind of what we expect for him. Nothing too sexy. Yeah. Tyrell Williams was the biggest beneficiary with Brown leaving, and he stepped up with six receptions for 105 yards and a touchdown. He should be owned in all leagues. If he's not, go pick him up right away. Pick He'll him be up featured. right now. Do yeah. it. Yeah, pause, pause the, the podcast. podcast. Jinx, the only <laughs> soda. Okay. Pick him up because he's going to be great. Yeah, and really, I I just expect him to be involved moving forward. So make sure you have him. Uh, I think somebody people need to pay attention to is Darren Waller. Now this the is guy somebody that I was... kind of made fun of you for saying last time. Yeah, uh, on the last podcast, I apologize. I take it back. Yep, that feels he good. Pretty solid. And I like being right. So Andrew, thank you for groveling and yeah, admitting you're that not you're not going to fantasy football. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's, Let's not go that far. That's what I Let's heard. Let's not go that far. Uh, no, 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 no. Darren Waller, a, pers- a player I, I really like, not just because he was in Hard Knocks and has a pretty interesting backstory, but because he was featured. You know, normally coaches just give you garbage as far as coach speak. Like, oh, this player is going to be really involved. They're going to do this. Usually they're lying. In this case, Gruden was telling the truth. You know, Darren Waller was heavily involved. Seven receptions for 70 yards. You would have liked to see a touchdown, but with tight ends, you just want to see that involvement. So That's all Der- you need. Yeah, Derek Carr is not a long ball kind of guy, so he's going to be targeting his short options, uh, and that's that's Darren Waller. So he's my boy. I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, you know, I have him, you know, top 10 for tight ends, you know, with the potential to move up. Everybody wow. saw what Jared Cook did last year, and that's what got him his contract in, in New Orleans. So if you were a fan of Jared Cook last year, pick up Waller. I think he can replicate it, if not do better. Yeah, pick up Waller. He's going to go to the Saints next year. From the window to the Waller. Exactly. Oh, boy. that I can't. That was a rough one. That was a rough one. Uh, uh, it was even rougher for the Denver Broncos. Who? Nice segue. <laughs> thank you. Who, yeah. you know, they had higher hopes for their season. But when you have Joe Flacco as your starting QB, you kind of have to cap those expectations. Joe Flacco didn't embarrass himself, but he didn't blow anybody away. He had 268 yards and a touchdown. You know, Emmanuel Sanders is legit. He's the real deal. Five receptions for 86 yards and touchdown. He is the wide receiver one for this team, and he will. he's the most valuable, uh, I think the most valuable option total in this Broncos offense. Um, the running game was disappointing. Uh, Joe Flacco's disappointing. I think Emmanuel Sanders is probably one of the lone bright spots in this offense. Yeah, he he's really the one guy on the Broncos that I'd have on my team. Corlin Sutton, maybe. Someone to keep an eye on. But I wasn't a fan of Lindsey going into this year. Uh, we both thought that he would regress. Actually, all three of us thought that he would regress. So, you know, just keep an eye on Cortland Sutton if he's still available. But don't get your hopes up that much about him. Right. And Sutton, I do want to point out, he did ball out. He had seven receptions for 100, uh, 120 yards. 
you know, he's a good player. I just don't have my hopes up for him. You know, I haven't seen that consistency from him yet to believe in him. I would be more than happy to change my opinion when he proves it. But for the meantime, Emmanuel Sanders is the only pass catcher I want. Um, And back to the running game. You know, a lot of people were really high in Philip Lindsay because of his outstanding performance last year. But week one, they really used Royce Freeman, too. So they really split their running backs. And that, I mean, that takes out almost all of Philip Lindsay's standalone value. Um, So now instead of one running back doing pretty good, you have two running backs doing not so good. Uh, Philip Lindsay was the more skilled player. You know, he had 43 yards on the ground and four receptions for 23. Royce Freeman only had 56 yards rushing and five yards through the air. The pendulum swings toward Lindsay, but they're both, you know, they're both, you know, when somebody's drowning in the water and they're fighting to try to get air, they end up both drowning. That seems like this kind of situation. So I'm avoiding it. Great analogy. You know, I... If I have shares of this run game, if there's somebody who still believes in Philip Lindsay, I would try to pawn him off. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, halfway done here. Yep, let's, halfway uh, done. Let's move on to the Bengals versus the Seahawks. Seahawks beating the Bengals twenty-one to twenty. Yeah, this is this was a really interesting game from a fantasy football uh, fantasy football perspective. Uh, let's start with the Seahawks because I like them better as a team. Russell Wilson looks sharp, uh, 196 mm-hmm. yards and two touchdowns. Uh, this is a pretty regular Russell Wilson stat line. Did not throw very much, but he was productive. Not necessarily for fantasy football, but NFL perspective, very productive. Chris yeah. Carson was exactly who we thought That's he was. My boy. He's your That's boy. My yep, you were right on with Chris Carson. And hopefully he continues because he demonstrated his value. The main concern going into the season was, you know, how much is Rashad Penny going to be a part of the part of the backfield? But Chris Carson dominated. You know, he had 46 yards and a touchdown rushing, and then he had six receptions for 35 yards and a touchdown. So he's valuable in standard and PPR. You know, he's great. You know, I think he's really going to shock some people with how good he continues this season. Mm-hmm. I'm I was so happy when he caught that touchdown, and uh, Rashad Penny. Only had 18 yards that game. Uh, I I said it before. Carson looked to be the better running back after preseason. He's going to be the guy. Penny's not going to get the ball that much. Um, yeah, a couple other notable players for the Seahawks. DK Metcalf, not a bad game. Four receptions, 89 yards. Yeah, not he's some, he's somebody I'm really excited to talk about. Uh, so before I, I geek out about Metcalf, you know Tyler Lockett. If you look just at his stat line, you are really excited. Okay, not really excited. You're you're happy with how it turned out. 44 yeah. yards and one touchdown. Once again, if you look at it just casually, cool, good player. When you really look into it, he had one reception. Uh-oh. One reception, which, thank heavens, turned out for a 44-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. But that's concerning. You know, he is their wide receiver one for the time being. You know, people were really excited about him. They were seeing him as a top 20 option at wide receiver. I think he still is. Uh, I wouldn't look too much into this, but keep that in mind. You know, as other receiving options named DK Metcalf get better, Tyler Lockett, (laughs) since he's not the only show in town anymore, he might drop back down to what he kind of looked like when Doug Baldwin was in town. 
you know, when Doug Baldwin was there, Tyler Lockett did have his blow up games, but he was much more Deshaun Jackson, like where he just blow up and then disappear. So still excited about Tyler Lockett. I'm not panicking. Be very appreciative of the stat line. If he did not get that final, if he did not get that one throw, we'd be having a very different discussion. Uh, But DK Metcalf, you know, one of the top rookies, in my opinion, he looked great. He had six targets for four receptions, uh, 89 yards, and he earned them. You know, you see him out there and he's a grown ass man. You know, there was a viral video of him shirtless and he was he was a big dude. But in the game, he seemed big. You know, he made really strong catches. And I was just very interested that he had you know, six targets in a really low volume offense. That was shocking to me. Yeah. Yeah. He held his own. Uh, speaking of holding their own, let's talk about a team that surprised <laughs> us. The Cincinnati Bengals. That was a close game. That was really close. Andy Dalton is leading the league right now in passing yards with 418. 418 passing yards league leader end the season right now mvp well and that's why brendan had andy dalton as his favorite quarterback going into 2000 <laughs> i bet he did that's I, I, that's mean he's not yeah i'm sorry himself. i can't even say that with a straight face don't even joke um, he likes ryan fitzpatrick you Hold know down. Andy Dalton has been awesome before. You know, he finished the season as a top five quarterback before. So, you know, I'm not expecting that, but Andy Dalton reminded us he's still dangerous. You know, it's, we're not just throwing him out with bathwater. Andy Dalton's, he looked really good. Granted, I don't know how much of that was Dalton versus the Seahawks defense looking rough, but he made it happen. You know, John Ross was the biggest beneficiary of that. Yeah. Um, And he's, he's the person people are asking most about with regards to how much fab do I spend on getting John Ross or should I drop Devonte Freeman for John Ross? No, that's don't don't overreact. Um, You know, John Ross had a great, he had a great day. I'm not going to take that away from him. This is his third year in the league. His first two years, he was so bad. Um, People shouldn't forget that. This is his third year. He looks like he took a step forward. You know, a common theme with this podcast so far is the speed guys are crushing it right now. John Ross yep. is literally the fastest guy in the NFL, right? He's him and, the speed guy. Him yeah. and Marquise Goodwin are the fastest. So he made it happen. Andy Dalton took full advantage of that. You know, he had two touchdowns and 158 yards and seven receptions. I don't think that's repeatable. But he's no, he's going to be more involved no, than I think anybody expected. You know, Tyler Boyd is still the primary. He had eight receptions uh, for 60 yards. Not as exciting of a uh, stat line. But keep in mind, A.J. Green will be coming back later. John Ross, you know, I would, pre- I would put a pretty high waiver claim on him, especially if this is how the Bengals look on offense. Extremely pass heavy. Um, I think it was like 70% of the uh, plays on their first drive were throws. So they, they really were focusing on the throw game. And if that's the case, got to take advantage of it. Um, something that's not as exciting is Joe Mixon got hurt. You know, he got yeah, an ankle injury early on and the injuries day to day. So Mixon was a clear cut, you know, probably 
top six, top seven running back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. How do you view Giovanni Bernard if Joe Mixon is not playing? I mean, Bernard had a great game. There's no doubt about that. I I would put him as a RB2. I'd yeah, put him no. as an RB2. He's, mm-hmm. he's going to be okay. He's not going to perform to the level that Joe Mixon will. Uh, you know, Giovanni Bernard had 21 rushing yards, two receptions for 42 yards. It's okay. I put him, I'd put him on the same level as like LaShawn McCoy. Wow. They're going to be all right. Okay. I would I'm not a big Bernard fan. Okay. I believe in Bernard a lot more than that. You know, I, he has a pretty good track record of proving his value when the other back is hurt. You know, if you remember Jeremy Hill, when Jeremy Hill was out, Giovanni Bernard did step up. Um, and I think he'll do the same with Joe Mixon. So if you're the Mixon owner, make sure you get Giovanni Bernard. Unfortunately, Mixon seems like he's a player that has these things happen quite a bit to him. Yeah. And you don't want injury prone. Right. Yeah. And you hate labeling a guy that, but you know, if that is the case, you want to make sure you, you cover your butt. So I pick up Giovanni Bernard, even if I wasn't the Mixon owner, we really don't know the severity of the injury. But if Mixon's out, I think Giovanni Bernard is, like you said, an RB2, RB3. So if there's yeah. any questions on your roster, you know, he's a startable asset. He's a good flex play. Yeah, if he's available, think about picking him up. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, I got really <laughs> confused because the screen froze there for a second. All Time right. Stop. Well, moving on while Andrew uh, catches up with his leg. Uh, Houston Texans and New Orleans Saints. You know, this was an exciting game. You know, this was this is probably the the best game of the week. Yep, absolutely. Most exciting one to watch. Uh, Let's talk about the top players. Who'd you like the best? That's a very, very big question. Who was your favorite player to watch? (laughs) Mine was Taysom Hill. I'm just kidding. But well, yeah, he is exciting. No, you know, I think. Yeah. I think the biggest player was DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. He's the number one receiver for a reason. You know, we won't talk too much about him. The dude's good at football. So he's a stud. He just reminded you of it. Uh, with the other Texans, Deshaun Watson proved he is a elite fantasy football quarterback. He made it happen on the ground and through the air. He makes you nervous, though. He's one of those quarterbacks you don't want to watch if you own him because it looks like he's going to get destroyed on every single play. You know, when he ran in for the touchdown and he landed on his back, you know, I could, I could <laughs> hear America collectively hold his oh. breath and wait for him to get up. He I was rattled. Screamed. Yeah. They put him in the tent, you know, to check him for, you know, further yeah. injury. So he's amazing. My biggest concern is if he can stay healthy. Yeah, I, I agree. My biggest concern is the sacks though. That's, Texas need to improve that offensive line. I mean, Deshaun Watson was the most sack quarterback last year with 62, 63 sacks. They gotta they gotta step their game up, man. If Deshaun Watson, he's a great quarterback. He needs time in the pocket to throw. Right. Because yeah. they, he just gets pressured too much. Well, they've made steps to improve that with the uh Tunsil trade. That will go a big yeah. way in helping that. Um, you know, other receiving options other than D Hop is Kenny Stills and Will Fuller. Both Kenny looked Stills. great. Kenny Stills is a really underrated player. Um, and he just, he was dying with the Dolphins, like everybody does in Miami. Um, 
you know, he looked great. He's only been on the team for, gosh, a week. And he, he showed, yeah, he showed up to play. So he looks great. And there was a report out earlier today that they do plan on involving him more in the offense. I would still prefer to have Will Fuller, you know, who also mm-hmm. balled out. He's a superstar, but he's hurt, you know, every other game. He always gets hurt. Yeah. He always gets hurt. So I would prioritize having Will Fuller. But if something were to happen to Fuller, Kenny Stills, I would add immediately. And even without that, you know, if this is what the Texans look like, give me all the options with the passing game. Yeah, and I would even take, I mean, from a fantasy perspective, maybe not so much, but I like their run game too. I like the split between Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde. You're a bad person. I do not like the split. That's Wow. Carlos Hyde. No, From a fantasy perspective, it wasn't bad. Or it was bad, but... From just a football perspective, from a Texas Who perspective, who cares about regular football? Oh, this is a fantasy football podcast. It's, it's important. I to could have give a, a damn about the Texan season. <laughs> it's important. No, that sucks. First downs. That was very sad. Keep the um, on the field. Carlos Hyde looked way better than anybody expected. Unfortunately, uh, I was kind of hoping he'd just be a walking corpse for the uh, Texans. You're just letting it all go on yeah. Carlos Hyde. Yeah, I will. He ruined a really good thing. I'm a big believer in Duke <laughs> Johnson. He had, <laughs> he had a really oh, good opportunity, man. and he looked good. You know, he had 83 yards. He was involved. The Texans are pretty notorious for not throwing it to their uh, running backs, but that was before they had Duke and, Johnson, so I expect yeah. that to change. But Carlos Hyde... Duke Johnson, is that why you're upset? That may be a little part of why yeah, I'm upset. Well, that explains it. That I might have him in a couple it. leagues. No, after the trade, I was really excited. But Carlos Hyde is legitimately going to eat into his value. Duke Johnson will still be valuable. He's the better back. But Carlos yeah. Hyde definitely hampers his upside. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Saints. Drew Brees had a decent game. Three, 300, actually, I should say good, he had a great game. 370 yards, two touchdowns. One interception. Uh, yeah, this is yeah, this is an easy game. Let's keep it easy. Too. Breeze good. Yeah. Kamara good. Michael Thomas good. Michael Thomas good. Uh, Jinda good. Only Murray questions. Tedgin Jr. Uh, there's another very popular fantasy football podcast. Shout out to uh, Fantasy. Oh, God. Can't even remember what it's called. One with Matthew Barry. Shout out to Matthew Barry. He has a, a fun nickname for uh, <laughs> Ted Ginn. He calls him Ted Bleeping Ginn, uh, but he does not use the bleep. He's one of those players that he'll have an explosive week, like 101 yards, and then next week he'll get 12 yards. He's one of those players that he will burn you. He'll be great for two weeks, then disappear for three. So don't get your hopes up. I'm, I'm not rushing to the waiver wire to pick him up. I've seen this before. We'll see it again. Uh, simmer down with the Ted Ginn love. Michael Thomas, obviously <laughs> awesome. Latavius yeah. Murray, I think people are going to be way more excited about him than they should be. Kamara was elite with how he yeah. looked in his production. Latavius Murray's Murray got a lucky break. Yeah, I think that was, you know, luck is an unfair way to say it, just because I think he is a fine player. But He's, that was yeah. That was de- he was aided by, you know, the defense not being the best at stopping I, him. I got nothing against Murray. I always love him. But Kamara is just way better. Right. He's on a whole different 
in a whole different league. Right. And a lot of people, you know, I think everybody knows that, but a lot of people were thinking Latavius would have standalone value. I don't see it. You know, the stat line suggests otherwise, but if it wasn't for that lucky break, he would not have had a good day. So I I would not flex him. You know, you still want to see how they use him. Um, But he's somebody I'm definitely fading. So be prepared for that. If Alvin Kamara were to get hurt, Latavius would be skyrocketed as far yeah, as Yeah, I think he's a good bench player. Yeah, no, he's I a good bench player. I wouldn't want to start him. Yeah, he doesn't have the standalone value people were hoping for. Uh, moving on to the next game, we have the Washington professional football franchise against the Philadelphia Eagles. This was a shocking oh, game man. that had a predictable result. Uh, Washington lost, Eagles won. Carson Wentz looked great. The biggest surprise would be Deshaun Jackson. 154 yards, two touchdowns with eight receptions. He's back. He's back. Just back like Backstreet. better than ever. Yeah. No, oh, he... Uh, Keep Backstreet, boys. He was better than I think anybody expected. Um, I was expecting him to be more helpful to Carson Wentz than a usable uh, asset in and of himself. But... Yeah. You know, I think he can. I think he's an every week starter from this point forward. You know, he's one of those boom bust players. So, you know, you have to bake that into your roster construction. So, if you have a lot of risky players, you probably won't feel that great about him. But he's a great flex, even a wide receiver three. I'd be pretty happy trotting him out there. Yeah. I love him in that flex position. Absolutely. I love this guy. Yeah. He's one I'm of those. Saying it, he, he's going to catch those deep balls from Carson Wentz. Yeah, and he's one of those guys you just hate going up against. So he's fun having on your roster just to scare your opponent. Um, Alshon Jeffrey looked really good as well. Uh, You know, people were cooling off on him just because of the uh, Deshaun Jackson arrival. But he still proved he's got it. Um, You know, I'd still rank him pretty highly. The running back situation was kind of a mess. It was a mix between... This was sad for me. Well, why was it sad for you, Andrew? I wanted more Miles Sanders. I know it's week one. Yeah, everybody did. I wanted more Miles Sanders. I compared it to the to the Bears game where mm-hmm. just like David Montgomery, I just want more of them. I want to see what they can do. I know what Darren Sproles can do. I've seen Jordan Howard before. But then again, it was a very close game, and the Eagles needed to kind of come back and win it. So I wouldn't freak out if you're a Miles Sanders owner, but slightly disappointed right yeah you want him for the long haul but i think darren sproles proved he is you know he has standalone value they really do like using him and he's their he's their clutch guy so he's valuable for the time being you know i i wouldn't be shocked if yeah not even that i would expect him to do way better than people expect so i think he's worth a a roster spot It'll take a couple of weeks before Miles Sanders takes over. And in the meantime, if they use him the same way they have been, Darren Sproles is a good start in PPR and maybe even standard. Yeah, he's going to catch the ball. Uh, he ran for 47 yards, had three receptions for 16 yards and a two-point conversion. So yeah, a good result for Darren Sproles. Yeah, uh, Zach Ertz, disappointing day. 54 yeah. yards, no touchdown. Like we, we knew keep he saying. was going to regress, though. It's touchdown. I mean, it's touchdowns. If he caught a touchdown, you're happy. He didn't, so you're not. So it goes. Uh, over yep. to the Washington side of the ball. Case Keenum blew up to everybody's oh, yeah. surprise. Um, yeah, good for him. That's 
he's a seems like a really good dude. I wish him all the best. I wouldn't want him as my quarterback, but you know, he did a good job. Uh, Vernon Davis had an exciting touchdown. You know, it's, <laughs> that was funny. And that's an emotional game for him. You know, his his grandfather passed away and he dedicated this game to his grandfather. So there's there's some emotions there. Um, you know, Jordan Reed was out. I think once Jordan Reed comes back, Vernon Davis doesn't have as much value. But if Reed is out, Davis is a strong play. Um, Washington has been really lucrative for tight ends for a long time. So whoever their starter is, you know, feel free to go ahead and start them. They're they're they've been an effective team for tight end production. Uh, update on Darius Geis. You know, he's hurt again. He has a torn meniscus. He did not play well, and it makes more sense because he got hurt. He'll be out a couple weeks. Chris Thompson, I think, is a you know will benefit greatly from this situation. He only had 10 rushing yards, but he had seven receptions for 68 yards. He's a beast. You know, yeah, people don't he's a guy that you want to pick up in your league. I picked him up. He I like him. I really like him for the next couple weeks until we hear more news about Darius guys. Yeah, and he's proven he's been good before. I mean, in the Rob Kelly era for Washington, he proved he's valuable. Uh, AP will come back into play now. Uh, he was a healthy scratch going into week one, but now he'll be a, the starting running back. I like Chris Thompson more just because I don't think Me this too. team will have very many positive game scripts. Chris Thompson is the better crunch time player. Uh, but truly, Terry McLaurin, he had a fantastic game. Uh, he's a rookie, so for whatever reason, week one was week of the rookie wideout. So much rookies. Yeah, he was heavily involved. Five receptions, 125 yards, and touchdown. He looked great. Um, you know, in most of his catches, he was by himself. You know, he he was able to create separation, uh, and he got production. You know, he was teammates with Dwayne Haskins, the backup QB, rookie QB for the Redskins. So if oh, they yeah. do turn to him, about that. there could be some inherent value there. But even with Case Keenum, you know, he proved he's a game player. So I'd be A-OK spending a roster spot if you're looking for the next big thing at wideout. I think Terry McLaurin's a great option just because I don't expect Washington to be leading very many games. And so when you're trying to catch up, you want to go throw it to a fast guy that can make things happen. And that's Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. A lot of good, uh, wide receivers to pick up if you're, if you're lacking. Yeah. It'll be fun to see who ends up being the most valuable. It's not very common that rookie wideouts are that good. Um, but man, there's certainly a lot of contenders for it this year. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on Los Angeles Rams. Uh, beat the Carolina Panthers 30 to 27. That that was a close game. Wouldn't say it's the most exciting, but it was close. Yeah, it was an ugly game. Um, you know, let's just start with the Rams. Goff looked really bad. You know, I think I think unfortunately for him it was shaking the rust off of uh, not playing at all during the preseason. Uh, you know, I'm expecting much better things from Goff. You know, the one touchdown pass was to the tight end, Higby. I would not expect that to be a common occurrence. I don't think they'll be very yeah. tight end focused. Robert Woods was the most productive wide receiver. He only had 70 yards and eight receptions. You know, the other two options are great. Cup was heavily involved. Brandon Cooks just got unlucky a couple times. 
you know, I would still start all three receivers moving forward. They're going to have better days. Mm-hmm. It just really relies on Goff waking up. So I think now that he played a full game, I think he'll be back to normal. Yeah. I think the biggest upset in this game was Todd Gurley and Malcolm Brown. That run game. Yeah. Um, and going into this, a lot of people had Daryl Henderson, uh, the rookie that the uh, Rams drafted as a direct backup to Todd Gurley, but they still like Malcolm Brown. You know, I was, I was Boy, telling people were they wrong. Yeah, cool. they were no. And Malcolm Brown, they invested pretty, they, they liked the kid. So I think it was a little bit of a, you know, unlikely outcome that Gurley did not get those touchdowns, you know, yeah. on one of them Gurley set up the play and, you know, just game flow. Malcolm Brown came out and scored the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Gurley, people were drafting him. He was at a discounted price because people were worried, were, uh, worried about his workload, which makes sense. Yeah, seems like that's still happening. Too. But I think he's still valuable. You know, I think he's going to be a back back end RB one, high RB two value. You know, even with such limited work, Todd Gurley still had ninety seven yards when he had the ball in his hand. He looked great. So it's just a matter of getting more opportunities, and you know if. Gurley was to run in one of those touchdowns, you'd be pretty excited with yeah. his performance. He, he so, would break a hundred yards. He'd have a touchdown on another day. He would be getting the touchdowns that Brown got this week. Right. Yep. So don't expect the Gurley from two years ago. It's a different time, but you know, he's still going to be great. You should still be excited to have him. Um, yeah. Don't panic. You know, like I said, he won't be what he was, but he'll still be a formidable fantasy football running back. Yeah. All right, uh, Carolina Panthers. Christian McCaffrey, what a game. What a game by him. 128 rushing yards, two touchdowns, also caught 10 balls for 81 yards. Yeah, he you got to be super excited if you're a McCaffrey owner right now, which I am. Oh, humble brag. Ooh. Yeah, he was the Carolina Panthers. Uh, you know, it's really funny looking back and what coaches said this offseason about wanting to limit his work. That, yeah, that did, did not seem very limited. They didn't. He's a superstar. Um, you know, I don't know about you. I'd have him as my number one overall running back right now. Absolutely. Oh, just awesome. You know, especially going into week two against the, the Bucks. Oh, it's going to be a. Rough. I like that matchup. I like that matchup. Somebody we'll call get into that later because there's about That's to be a, a different. Murder. Yeah, that's a different podcast. Yes. So McCaffrey slam dunk option week after week. Cam Newton struggled. He did not look sharp. I I wonder how much of it was first game back since his shoulder uh, shoulder surgery yeah, injury. Yeah. Um, you know, is he shaking off that rust or is this the new Cam Newton? You know, I was pretty disappointed. I was excited to see what he would do with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. Uh, DJ Moore was way more targeted than. Um, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore had seven receptions for 76 yards. Here's the issue with Curtis Samuel. I still believe in him. I think he's still going to be pretty good. The issue was, okay. I think Olsen stole some of those targets. Uh, Greg Olsen had nine targets in this game. That's a lot. Of, that's, that's a lot of that's targets. That's a lot for a tight end. That yes. is um, so much for a tight end. So I think, you know, Olsen's hurt again. Um, he's not announced out, but he's he's What's going new? he's injured. I think Curtis Samuel will be trending up. So if you invested in Curtis Samuel, he was a huge sleeper going into this year. I have him in a couple leagues. 
I wasn't happy with his performance, but you know, I think there's reasoning behind it. I think it's because of Olsen. It's because Cam was just not good. Better yeah, days are ahead. Someone to hang on to. Yeah, hang just tight. To, just to see if Newton can can actually throw the ball. Right. Yep. And that's that's how I feel about Curtis Samuel. All right. Let's talk about my favorite game. Yeah. You say <laughs> favorite game. Yeah. How sad. This was no no bias at all. No bias. Uh, let's start with the Vikings because I know that makes you happy. Yeah. It it makes me happy. Yeah. No, I think this was Mike Zimmer's dream come true. You know, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins had 10 throws. They only threw the ball 10 times. That is horrifying. Um, but that's that's what Mike Zimmer wants to do. They want to be a team that kills you with their defense and runs runs the ball until you your soul dies. And that's what they did. You know, the Vikings defense absolutely crushed Matt Ryan, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Um, you know, Dalvin Cook looks like a superstar. If he's healthy, that was great. If he's healthy, he's he could be a top five running back. Yeah, after he scored that second touchdown, it kind of reminded me of that, you know, the Simpsons meme, the stop, he's already dead kind of <laughs> yeah, that, thing. That's that's pretty that's good. That's kind of what I felt like. I was like, oh, it's yeah, no, it's oh, sad. And Falcons got a couple of uh, pity points. I yeah. Yeah, the game ended 28 to 12. It did not look like a 28 to 12 game. No, no, it was pretty Vikings heavy. They showed that they are a force to be reckoned with as much as it hurts my heart to say that. Um, The top receiver for the Vikings and actually pretty much the only receiver for the Vikings was Adam. He had three receptions for 43 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I'm not interested in Stefan Diggs. He was questionable, but even if he was healthy, I am a much bigger fan of Team Thielen than I am Team Diggs. Yeah, me me too. I would put Diggs in that wide receiver two, wide receiver three slot. Ugh, yeah. Thielen definitely looks like he's going to be heavily targeted way over Stephon Diggs. Yeah, and I think he's a top wide receiver option. The only thing that worries me about Thielen is how much will he get targeted. I don't think the Vikings will be able to do this against all their opponents, no. Uh, so they won't be able to run people down like they did uh, against the Falcons. Uh, but no, I think Thielen is going to be a top wide receiver this year. The only X factor is how much are they going to throw it? If it's 10 times, mm-hmm. I'd be a little worried, but I don't think that'll be the norm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, Falcons, Matt Ryan, a lot of yards, two touchdowns. He had 304 yards, two touchdowns through two interceptions. They were trying to play catch up the entire game. Yeah, no, it was it was a really rough game for the Falcons. Um, that's a loss they're going to want to forget relatively quickly. Um, Matt Ryan still had a good fantasy football day. You know, he salvaged it pretty much in in uh, garbage time, just because the, the Vikings yeah. were so clearly ahead, they kind of stopped trying. Um, Calvin Ridley had a great game, sixty four yards and a t- and a touchdown. So effective. That's exactly what you want from Calvin Ridley as a Ridley owner. That's what you should uh, what you should be happy with. Yeah, yeah, he's a touchdown machine. Julio Jones got his. He's thirty one yards and a touchdown. And a uh, touchdown. I do want to point out a lot of people are pointing at Austin Hooper's game total as a success. He had nine receptions for seventy seven yards. A lot of people look at that and they're excited. I want to point out That's for you, success. 
no to me no that's because yeah. you're wrong yeah that's a line because i'm right he picked up those stats in garbage time so he picked up those yards because the vikings were playing prevent defense so they were way more worried about calvin ridley than uh yeah yes, calvin ridley and julio jones they and were, austin hooper. they were covering deep so they were austin hooper would catch the short yes short they were letting hooper catch as many of those as he wanted to so they could run down the clock so i know you're excited about austin hooper that's a great it was, that's it was a great game yeah but it's not gonna happen every week yeah that's not a normal thing for him and like i said that was a very bizarre circumstance of the prevent defense austin hooper being able to catch passes underneath yeah that's something that the system allowed for so even though that sound looks like he's you know maybe gonna be something more than he is i'm not all that hyped about austin hooper yeah, I think the most uh, disappointing part about that game we can both agree on, Devontae Freeman only had 31 rushing yards. Yeah, so he's my boy, so let me defend him. He's your boy. This was a rough game. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. it. Not going to sugarcoat we it. Weren't, we weren't expecting a huge game from Freeman. Because, nope. You know. No, he fumbled. Uh, he ended up with a total of 31 yards. Uh, his inferior, Ito Smith, had a total of 40 yards. <laughs> Doesn't sound that inferior to me. Here's what it comes down to. Devontae Freeman did look better with the ball. Uh, Ito Smith, when he ran, you were reminded why he's the number two. Better days are ahead. You know, Freeman was involved with, you know, receiving and running. That's where his value comes from. This was an awful game for the Falcons. I think this was a real wake up, come to Jesus moment for the Falcons. They're going to, they're not going to look like this again. In my opinion, this is their hardest matchup of the season. The Vikings are just built to crush that O-line. So I think it's full steam ahead. Going into next week, I have Freeman as a top 10 running back. If you have Freeman, don't sell. Hang tight. If you don't have Freeman, I'd say try to trade for him. Try to take advantage of somebody who has him and was scared off. If you can buy a loan for running back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to be great. That would be a good deal. There's no doubt that he's going to be great this season. It was just a tough matchup. Let's not freak out about it. Right. He's, he's going to be amazing if he can stay healthy. Yeah, I'm not afraid of Ito Smith. You know, he did not look like the good runner. Devontae Freeman was clearly the better runner. Just a really unfortunate game for everybody involved. Yeah. All right, moving into a very ugly game. We have the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No. Yeah, you know, let's keep it quick. 49ers, oh. you know, their defense stepped up. I don't think they're a great yeah. defense, but they took advantage of Jameis Winston. Jimmy, best corner in the game. Best corner in the game. Jimmy G looked not that great. You know, 166 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Mm-hmm. A little worried about him. I don't know if he's going to be what people were hoping he was going to be. Uh, the only touchdown went to Richie James who caught one ball for 39 yards. That's not yeah. great. That, that's not that's not great. To be fair, though, Kittle was going to have two touchdowns, but it was both of them were called back on holding penalties by the same guy. Right. By the same guy. I would be, oh, I would be so <laughs> upset. I would be so upset if I was Kittle. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm not worried about Kittle. He... No. You know, I think he has a pretty good argument for being the best tight end in fantasy football. Uh, him and I'd still give the edge to Travis Kelsey, but yeah, you know, I think Kittle's a really strong number two at this point. Uh, he's right up there. He's an elite tight end. I like him better than Ertz. 
I mean, other than Kelsey, he's my favorite tight end. Uh, Tevin Coleman left the game with a sprained ankle. He'll be out for a couple weeks. Yep. Breed is the That's man. Unfortunate. Breed was great last year. Um, he's one of those people that nobody really believes in, but when you look away, he does really well. If you're watching him, it looks like he's always getting hurt. Just don't watch him and enjoy the stats. Uh, you know, other than that, the wide receivers, it's pretty murky right now. Dante Pettis going into the season was supposed to be the next big thing. He, he is not involved. He was, he was not. No, he's he's somebody that there's been a lot of bizarre circumstances with, you know, where they list him on the roster, how they involve him. I think is a very yeah. talented uh, wide receiver, but there seems to be something else going on off the field that's preventing Kyle Shanahan from, from using him. I, I'm not going to say drop Dante Pettis. I think another week of this kind of performance and you can drop him. Bench him. Yeah. Bench him, yeah. Bench him for now. Yeah. No wide receiver look good for San Fran. Debo Samuel. He was a guy I was kind of excited for three receptions, 17 yards, a fumble. It, it it was rough. Uh, yeah, just rough. And it's that feeling is going to keep on going to the Bucks. The Bucks, man. Um, good news, bad <laughs> news. Uh, What's the good news? Oh, I'll start with the good news. Okay, let's start with the good news. Ronald Jones. Uh, yeah, I was. Pre- I saw a, a pretty good value going into the season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers running backs. They're not always the best running backs. That's not the best backfield to own. But, you know, if you have a lockdown. Usually overlooked. Yeah, and super cheap. I got both Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones in a couple leagues for a dollar each in an auction. Uh, And just hoping one of them would, you know, separate. And it looks like Ronald Jones is going to separate. You know, he was the best RB um, for the Buccaneers. Peyton Barber looks slow, sluggish, not effective. Ronald Jones looked quick. He looked faster. He looks more like the first round talent the Bucks drafted. There was a report out today from Bruce Arians saying Peyton Barber is still the starter. Not surprising. Bruce Arians is a veteran kind of guy. He likes the veterans. Ronald Jones will prove him wrong. Uh, I'm pretty high on Ronald Jones. You know, if he's on waivers, claim him. If because if in three weeks he's the starting running back for, you know, the Buccaneers, he's going to be valuable. You know, yeah. even yeah. even when he's not the starter, I mean, he had a better <laughs> a better game than Devontae Freeman, uh, better game than Aaron Jones. So Ronald Jones is somebody I'm I'm excited for. You can get him for pretty cheap. You can get him off waivers. Typically, I wouldn't be afraid to trade for him. I think he's only going to get better. So he's a sleeper. Definitely put him on your watch list. He was a Absolutely. sleeper going into the season. And a lot of people don't like him because he had a really bad season last year. Take advantage of that. Ride him this season. We'll see if he can change his fortunes. Now to the bad news. There's, there's more good news. Settle down. Chris, oh, God- okay. yeah, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Chris yeah. Godwin had a good game. He was a fantasy football favorite going into the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't pretty, but he got it done. 53 yards and a touchdown. Only three receptions. Uh, I do want to point out there was uh, a bad breakout of the stomach flu for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not going to, you know, give them that excuse, but Mike Evans had a rough game and they said it was because of the stomach flu. Uh, Chris Godwin, you know, I, there were other factors at play. I think everybody in the Buccaneers could have been better, but 
you know, Mike Evans certainly was affected by it. Chris Godwin. Okay. I'm excited to I see thought, what he can do. I thought that that was a joke about how bad the Buccaneers were playing. Oh, no, that was legitimate. That was a serious yep, thing. that was a Got serious it. thing. It would have been a funny joke, but... Oh, it's a funny truth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, other than Ronald Jones and Chris Godwin, it was ugly. Jameis mm-hmm. showed us why nobody likes him. Ugly, ugly oh. play. Uh, ugly picks. You know... He's gonna have good. He's gonna have good weeks. He's he's an explosive player. He's a really pushes the ball downfield. When Mike Evans isn't throwing up or pooping himself, he'll be a lot better. So I'm expecting bigger things from Jameis throughout the season. He's gonna be a spot starter. I mean, he's not gonna be my week in week out guy like some people were hoping for. He's gonna be a matchup based player. So I was disappointed. I was hoping he was gonna be better, but. He just reminded us he's a spot start, not a starter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we move on to the next game, really quick, I know we're we're taking a long time, but breaking news, Antonio Brown has just been accused of rape and sexual assault from his former trainer, Brittany Taylor. This is as of 15 minutes ago. His former trainer claims that Brown sexually assaulted her twice during during training sessions and forcibly raped her. Uh, he later bragged about it in profane text messages that are copied in the lawsuit. This is uh, according to Roto World. I let's just let's just sit back and see what happens. I just thought I needed to announce that as soon as I knew. Wow. What are your thoughts on that? Really quick, just really yeah, quick cuz we're, we're going I, uh, over time. That's new information to me. My first thought is, you know, I, you know, this is a fantasy football show. I'm not going to get into yeah. the politics of anything. Obviously, if harm was done, there should be justice. Uh, as far as the fantasy football implications, <sighs> Antonio Brown, uh, hold on to him. See what happens. Should, yeah. Temper your expectations. Don't drop him. We'll see Holy what happens. Cow. Yeah, that, I needed to announce those news. It was huge. Yep. No, that, that's a big development. So weird circumstances, but that's nothing new if you're a Brown owner. Uh, yep. Just hang tight. We'll see how how it rolls out. Um, if you are for that. really worried about it, maybe try to trade them. You know, I we trade actually them. mentioned that earlier in the podcast was try to sell on them if you can take advantage of people who don't know about the news yet well even if they know about the news maybe they just aren't they even worried about willing it to take the risk so if you're tired of the brown drama trade him that's what i would do if i was a brown owner wow but yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do that's crazy I, uh, so all right moving yeah, on next up uh detroit lions tied the arizona cardinals yeah weird game uh it was weird yeah, it was really weird. It looked rough at the beginning, but it got really exciting towards the end. Yeah, no, the Cardinals looked terrible starting out. Um, and Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach for the Cardinals, said after the game in the press conference, he said he was trying to be too cute, and that's exactly what it looked like. He seemed like he you was called that too. Yeah, that's you called that. <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah, so yeah. you know that's what it turned out to be. Um, by the end of the game, he figured it out. He knew how to get the ball in the playmaker's hands. So he did figure it out. Kyler Murray ended the game with a pretty good fantasy football total. He had 308 throw yards, two passing touchdowns, one interception. He salvaged his day. You know, David Johnson 
I was excited. You know, he game. he's very talented. He's a really good running back. People don't really consider him to be an elite running back, like in the same breath as Joe Mixon or those kinds of guys. But I I, I think he's up there. You know, his mixture yeah. of receiving and rushing is is great. He had, a, he had a great catch. He proved he's a good dual threat running back. Yeah, no, great hands. He finished with 82 rushing yards and a touchdown, mm. uh, 55 yards through the air. Larry the Legend, eight receptions for 113 legend. yards and a touchdown. What a game. Yeah, he's my favorite wide receiver for the Cardinals right now. You know, I think Larry yeah. is, I think he knows his That's time's crazy. limited, not on this earth, but in a Cardinals uniform. <laughs> Maybe oh my both. God. That could have got real uh, dark real quick. Well, he turns, what was that, 51 next year? Um, 51. But uh, 74, actually. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I forgot it was a leap year. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, is he's a wide receiver I want right now. Kyler Murray seems yep. to want to have that security blanket option. And that's Larry Legend. You know, he's got the best that's hands in the game. That's what I would Yeah. Honestly. That makes sense. If I was the quarterback for the Cardinals, I would just throw it yeah. near Larry and just hope he can get it. Yeah, when they but, needed to yeah. get things going, that's where they went. Uh, Christian Kirk did show he's a good football player. Four receptions, 32 yards, and two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. I'm less excited than the industry standard. You know, I, I think this team has to mature yeah, a little me, bit me before too. they can utilize him to his potential. I'm excited about his future for sure, uh, but in the short term, I'm I'm not I'm not in a rush to get him. Uh, on the other side of yeah. the ball, Detroit Matthew Lions. Stafford. Stafford looked good. You know, the Lions Great still game. lost, but it was pretty interesting. No, they tied. <laughs> It was kind of a loss in yeah. their mind because I'll, I'll count that as a loss. That was they kind of should have won that. But An NFL tie, yeah, Stafford football loss. It's always a loss. Uh, Stafford, three hundred eighty-five yards, three touchdowns. Uh, definitely a, a pass-heavy game. Amadola, one hundred four yards, a touchdown. Galladay, forty-two yards, a touchdown. Uh, not much of a run game. Yeah, and that's that's something I want to speak more on. Um, this was worst case scenario for carry on Johnson going into the season. People were really excited about him. You know, he's a very talented player. Then they brought in CJ Anderson. People were hoping it wouldn't be a timeshare, but that's exactly what it is. Uh, Karen Johnson had 49 rushing yards on 16 attempts, two receptions for 13 yards. CJ Anderson had 11 attempts. So Karen Johnson, 16 CJ Anderson, 11. That's a pretty close timeshare. And that's really disappointing. Yeah. You know, I that's something I was really afraid of, which is why I had him ranked pretty on, on the lower end of the industry. Um, but that's what's happening. So on Johnson is stuck in purgatory. Thank you, Matt Patricia, for making that awful decision. Poor guy. I'm a little salty. It makes NFL sense. Yeah. Fantasy football breaks my heart. So he'll exactly. his ceiling will be limited. He'll have better games. But he's not going to be the breakout player you were hoping he was going to be in his second year. Uh, well, hopefully this will warm your heart. TJ oh. Hawkinson, the rookie, six receptions, 131 yards and a touchdown. He looked solid in that game. Yeah, no, he he was the best tight end prospect for very good reason out of Iowa. You know, I like him. He's a good player. Yeah. He's crazy athletic, good kid. And he performed in a big way. Usually there's a really steep learning curve for tight ends uh, when you're a rookie, but you know, he showed us what he's capable of. Uh, Mm -hmm. 
I'm I'm trying to get him anywhere I can. I think he does have upside. I'm curious to see. Absolutely. I'm not expecting 131 yards every week, but if he can continue this kind of touchdown, yeah. you know, uh, if he can keep up just being that option for touchdowns for Stafford, that's going to be valuable. This is going to be a good offense. Um, Kenny Galladay, I think this can be a pretty regular stat line. I think that's a good showing yeah. of what he can do. Dan, Danny Amendola, I would not expect this routinely. That that was a little weird. Yeah, that was but. a little weird. I think Marvin Jones will be a lot better, and I think Danny Amendola will be a lot worse. Uh, so that's that's my projection for the Lions. Uh-huh. Uh, last game. Yeah, it went by too fast. Uh, New York Giants <laughs> against Dallas Cowboys. Jeez, uh, I think starting out, Cowboys look like a Super Bowl team. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to see the Cowboys in a Super Bowl because I'm not a huge fan of Cowboys, but they look like a complete you team. You don't like America's team? I'm pretty sure the Green Bay Packers are America's team. But no. uh, Dak Prescott, you know, was an exceptional quarterback. He did a great job. They really didn't need to really use Zeke at all. They really tossed uh, it. So they looked really I good. Got three words, three words, pay the man. Hey, Dak Prescott, he deserves the new contract. 405 yards, four touchdowns. That was amazing. Well, just pay the guy. Honestly, just like strategically pay him before he gets better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pay him before he keeps pay it up. Every week it's like, no, nah, yeah. I don't want 30 mil. I want 50. Yeah, I think his agent's laughing all the way to the bank. Um, yeah. Zeke looks phenomenal. No questions about him. Yeah. He's locked and loaded. A top three running back. Amari Cooper proved he can do it. That's my guy. He's your boy. 106 yards and a touchdown. His injury did uh-huh. not seem to hamper him at all. Uh, Michael Gallup looked great. Uh, a lot of people yeah, had high hopes out. that he could be kind of a breakout superstar. And he broke out in a big way. Seven receptions for right. 158 yards. He's fast. He's strong. Good hands. Made it happen. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan. I mm-hmm. think every facet of the game for the Cowboys is solid, even tight ends. It all worked well. Yeah. Jason Witten caught a touchdown and he didn't even look like a joke when he did it. <laughs> Sometimes when he catches the ball, he kind of laugh because he looks so unathletic, but I, yeah, he I'm looked good right now. Just thinking about it. He's better on the field than he is the press box. So that's exciting to see Cowboys. I think are a team you want every piece you can get. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh the opposite of that. Giants. <laughs> the New York Giants. Giants I think about, yeah, one, maybe two players two. that I like. A solid two, two. Yeah, uh, Saquon yeah. Barkley is good at football. Enough said. Uh, he didn't get a touchdown, unfortunately, but he got 120 rushing yards. Yeah. So, yeah, on any other days, might get a touchdown or three. Not or three. Nothing to say about him. He's going to be great. Always start him. Yeah, never bench him. Otherwise, I'm going to be upset. Yeah, the other, you know, bright spot on this Giants offense yeah. was Evan Ingram. You know, he is one of those top tight ends, and he shows that he can do it. Um, outside of Saquon, he was the best player in the Giants. He had 11 receptions, heavily, heavily targeted for 116 yards and a touchdown. That's a great performance for a tight end. That's Travis Kelsey-level numbers. If he can keep up that involvement with that offense, he's going to be a top three tight end. And that's what we we predicted too. We thought he was going to have a great season. We thought it was going to be more like a season two years ago rather than last year. 
And this this is kind of proving it. Again, it's week one, but I'm liking where uh, where Evan Ingram's going this year. Yeah, no, it's the mix of talent and opportunity. You know, we all know he's supremely talented, but they're featuring him, which is fantastic. He's their best receiver. Uh, yeah. Other than Evan Ingram, they have Speaking of receivers. <laughs> Cody Latimer led the wide receivers with 76 yards, which is scary in and of itself. And yeah. Sterling Shepard had six receptions. I, if I had to pick between those two, I'd pick Shepard. He is, I like Shepard. He is dealing with that hand issue, but it doesn't seem to be affecting him too much. I think it was a down week for Shepard. I do expect him to be mm-hmm. uh, a better player than what he put out that week. But yeah, I not super excited about him. But I would definitely have Cody Latimer behind Shepard, and I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm not rushing to the waiver wire for Cody Latimer. I would definitely not pick up Latimer. I mean, in three weeks now. Golden Tate's going to be back. So, yeah, Latimer does not excite me at all. So Right. Uh, I think that's yeah, that, is that it. Anyone else you want to go over? No, so that wraps up the week one recap. Uh, I, we have a new segment we're going to try out. It's our new favorite segment. Sad versus glad. You know, we're going to each list off three players that made us sad and three players that made us glad. So from the sad category... You know, we'll just go, I'll list one off, then you list yours off. Yep. My first we'll guy that a, made me sad was... two-sentence summary yeah. of each player. My boy, Devontae Freeman, made me sad this week. Eight rushes for 19 yards, three receptions for 12. Uh, I wanted to take a victory lap, not going to lie, after yeah. week one, but he let me down. Better things are ahead. I'm optimistic. You let me down. You'll probably take plenty other victory laps later on in the season. Uh, he's still going to be great. My first sad player, Jameis Winston. Yeah. We were so excited for him this season. We're like, maybe this is the year that he's going to be good. It's not. It's not looking like it. It's really not. I want him to be good. He's a fun, exciting player when he's on on fire. But well, and I think he was just not on his game. I think the new nickname we need to use for him is instead of Jameis, we need to call him Seamus. Oh. Because I, shame I can, on you. I'll allow that. I'll allow that. <laughs> uh, yeah, the next player that made me sad was Baker Mayfield. Everybody wanted him to do good. Even the CBS announcers were really trying to make Bake. They kept calling him oh. Bake, which was yeah. weird. NFL Network, they were they were all hyping up the Browns this entire offseason. Yeah, he let uh, everybody down. He got too excited, tried to put too much on his own shoulders. Better weeks are ahead. A sad week one for yeah. Bacon It Rain. Step <laughs> step back, stick with the fundamentals. Uh, I have something that kind of goes along with Baker Mayfield. I just put down the entire Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Because uh, you guys know how excited I was about the Browns. I still want them to be good. Uh, I just have them barely missing the playoffs, if you look at our predictions on our website, but just a disappointing result to a game that they they really needed to win. They needed to start out strong and they just couldn't perform. Yeah, no, that was that was a step back for that offense. Uh, next up I have yeah. Mike Evans. Disappointing performance. Granted he was sick and Seamus Winston really let everybody down. Don't panic. Mike Evans is still still a great player. Jameis will have better weeks. Hang tight. Just take the L, move on to next week. 
Yeah, I got uh, David Montgomery as my last sad player. Now, he was really, I think he looked like the best running back for the Bears. Uh, he just did not get a lot of snaps. I guess maybe the sad should be the Bears' offense, their play calling, because you, Montgomery looked like the best running back out there. I, I think they need to give the ball more to him. That's so. a good one. Uh, moving into the glad players, this is a, ended on a happy note. much more fun section. That's why I made it that yeah. way. First, you bring you down, yeah. then we bring you up. Bring it back uh, up to end the night. Bring it back up. Uh, my number one is John Brown. Uh, he was a sleeper going into the season. He has a long history of will he, won't he, can he. He made it happen. Week one, he got the targets. He had the production. I think he's going to take a big step forward, and I think he's going to be a sleeper. You'll have to draft a lot earlier next year. Yeah, he's definitely someone that I I know I picked up, holding him on my bench, see what he can do later on in the season. My number one glad, I got Lamar Jackson and company. Um, I know I'm kind of cheating where I'm picking a whole team and not one player, but I I just love these Baltimore Ravens. I have Jackson in three out of my four leagues. I tried to get Mark Andrews in every league. I got him in two out of four. I just, it was such a fun game to watch. Hollywood did good. Just all around, just a fun performance. Again, it was against the Dolphins. So we'll see next week if they can perform when they're not playing against the Dolphins. But yeah, I love them. Yeah, my next glad is, you know, kind of building off on what Andrew said. Miami Dolphins defense. I didn't think I was going to like anything about Miami this year. Turns out I really like their defense because they are so bad. So that's a big glad. You know, I have something to look forward to every week. If one of my players is going up up against Miami defense, I'm a happy camper. Instant (laughs) start. Instant start. Uh, My next glad, glad is Chris Carson. If you listen to our running back episode, you know how much I love this guy. Uh, he was that running back that I said could make top five this year if he can be a part of the passing game. Off to a he good start. It week one. Yeah. He, we're off to a good start. Uh, he's great. We know how much Seahawks love to run the ball, and he's he's the guy. Chris will make you miss. I'm going to try to make that happen. Uh, my, next, <laughs> <laughs> my next glad player, I'm going to end it with Marlon Mack. You know, I was not expecting much. I thought he was kind of a role player. He wasn't going to be very good unless they were leading. Without luck, I was worried. But he was fantastic. He made it happen. He got the touches. He got the production. Who needs luck when you've got Marlon Mack? Oh, nice way to end it there. Yeah, Mack, definitely definitely a person that a lot of people were kind of not, they're pretty hesitant on, but he looked really good. Um, my last glad player, Deshaun Jackson. Like I said earlier, it's just it's great to have him back. You know, on the Eagles, just back in that uniform. He played amazing. He played out of his mind again. That's probably not going to happen every week, but that's classic Deshaun Jackson, right there. Yeah, D Jackson back. All right, there you go. Oh yeah. Yep. And that's how we're <laughs> that's how we're ending it. End it right there. Yeah, well, thank you everybody for listening. Please make sure to subscribe on any podcast platform you use. Uh, Hopefully next time we'll have Brendan back. Thank you for listening to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast.